coming up on the Movie Review Crew Podcast. I thought everybody in the movie did a great job. Um, no, not everybody. The little girl was terrible. We are not about to just take a dump on a little child actor, okay? Nope. She was horrible. <laughs> we get it. We're not even going to talk about children, it. We can, we can, we can guess that. terrible in movies. Yeah, I mean, she was Jake Lloyd terrible. Golly. <laughs> yeah, I, I just said, all right, that's it. We're done. We're not, we're not dumping on a child. <laughs> All right, welcome in everybody to another edition of the Movie Review Crew. I'll be your host, Shane Kronikin, and joining us after a very long break is Matt McNeil. It's good to be back. And Aaron Kronikin. Hello. Matt took a while off and then true to form picked just the worst movie. (laughs) (laughs) I'm kidding. kidding. This week we're reviewing Mac and Me. I, oh, I didn't absolutely hate it. I, I, if nothing else, I think it's going to be an interesting conversation. So I'm I'm happy for that. Eventually, we'll be getting to a review of his choice, The Angry Black Girl and Her Monster, a 2023 horror drama hybrid type movie. But before we do, Matt, it's been a long while and you haven't been on this year. But has there been we, we were talking a little bit before the show how there's not been a great it's not been a great year for movies. It's not been yeah. one single like great, great movie. Has there been any that you've seen that you would recommend? Like, hey, do you, I, it maybe isn't great, but I really enjoyed this movie. You ought to go watch it. Ah, uh, man, not not really. Like the still to date, the best movie that I've seen this year has been Dungeons and Dragons, and I've I'm pushing probably close to twenty five movies so and, far this year. And that one's more. Uh, uh tell me if you disagree good based on entertainment and not necessarily quality uh, uh i think yeah, i think the quality is there but it's also movie. yeah it's oh, it's legitimately okay. a good movie it, um, it does have some uh god I, I mean just recently i think anything with cgi they're like yeah whatever here's five bucks do what you can yeah how because... the hell is yeah how the hell is uh, uh, cgi getting worse what is going <laughs> on because they're trying to get these movies out so darn quickly that they're I guess cutting corners. Um, I would assume. I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't know. But there, there, like most of the movies that I've seen, except for like the bad ones that I go out of my way to watch, just because like, <laughs> I hear that. <laughs> I feel that you know. Like, like, I've, there's, I've, there's I've gone out of my way to watch some absolutely terrible, and I love all of them. But most of the movies that I've seen have just been in the like, nah, it's all right range. Yeah. Uh, and there's still a couple that I'm looking forward to this year, mainly Last Voyage of the Demeter. That's the big one. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I hope it lives up to its trailer. The trailer looks really good. Uh, speaking of that movie, well, speaking of, of movies as a whole, but that kind of transitions into this. You you are you are our horror guy. You, you're the one that goes out of his way. Like me, I go out of my way to watch any action movie that looks halfway interesting, including the, you know, sifting through the dumpster piles. So have you seen uh, what horror movies, if any, have stood out this year? Um, I really liked evil dead rise. It, you know, it's not going to be in like a top five movie of the year or anything, but it was, it was good. It was an evil dead movie and I wasn't expecting anything more than an evil dead movie. And as long as they continue to make, these like silly evil dead movies i will continue to watch them because okay. i i i enjoy it evil dead rise or the what was it 2017 16 
the 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 kind of reboot reimagining which one of those did you enjoy both of both of them were really really good but i think the reboot the 2017 one is probably the better movie but evil dead rise does some like interesting things uh with like how they like speak the words to start all the bad stuff happening it's like through a an old vinyl that they play which i thought was pretty neat Mm -hmm the general setting having in like this old rundown apartment building uh some fun stuff that they do there that's it's uh, definitely on my list to see and, it and was, i i it was really fun. enjoyed that that last evil dead movie i think that's an underrated sequel reimagining brings stuff new stuff but stays true to the 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 franchise and the feel and the tone and everything i i thought that was a really underrated movie yeah it was su- it was a super fun movie i i would recommend it um same with scream 6 uh, it didn't do anything groundbreaking. It was a scream movie, uh, but you know it was fun. I enjoyed it. Megan feel, was a uh, lot of fun. <laughs> how do you feel I really about like that movie? Uh, is it Nave Neve Campbell not not uh, basically being gone from the franchise going forward? Yeah, I think that, I think it's fine. I think that they're you know they're moving it in a direction where they don't need to keep bringing yeah these legacy characters. Thing. It's in. about time is the answer. That like quit <laughs> quit clinging okay. to the past and create your own way forward for crying out loud yeah i, I would say i i'm more along the lines with matt like it's fine but i wouldn't say it's about time it's not like she's been i mean she's a good actress and she's central to the role and and not like the movies have been complete garbage i mean so i wouldn't say it's about time but it's about time yeah and i mean i wouldn't i wouldn't go that far either but it is nice you know that they're moving away from the legacy characters now and they can keep you know making scream movies that don't revolve around people that are in their 50s so right and well and here's a point it's about time <laughs> no that's a good point that is a good point what other can i can i transition sticking to the horror movie thing yeah uh Bitter disappointment for a movie I was really, really looking forward to. I saw Talk to Me. Oh, yeah. And unfortunately, it was not what I was hoping it would be. In what way? There's a certain bar for A24 horror movies. Okay. Yeah, I mean, because, come on. No, that's that's fair. And maybe that's not, maybe it's not fair, because of the recent greats. And I was expecting more along the lines of something like a, a legitimately unnerving movie like hereditary or something more mature than, than kind of a horror movie meant for teens. And that Mm. felt like what talk to me was, is like a, a, the new big time horror movie for teens. Hmm. Not, not saying it's not a well-made good movie that would have some staying power, but it's just not my type of horror. It's not a smart, thoughtful horror like uh, a 24 has been turning. No. Out. And there, and there weren't any legitimately scary, unnerving, tense type of things. It just kind of was what it was. And you went from beginning to end and like, huh, okay. Yeah. It was, it was a movie. So I, it, that was, probably the biggest disappointment so far because it has been a bit of a down year and for me in my opinion and this is one i was like oh man that trailer looks good and i was looking forward to it 
this was the first movie this year I spent money to go sit in a theater to watch, and it was just a disappointment. Oh, no, I take I, that yeah, back. I... I take that back. I saw Bo is Afraid, which also was a huge Ew. disappointment. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't gone to a theater yet in like the last two years. Uh, I've oh, waited really? for everything. Yeah, I've waited for everything to hit streaming. Oh my goodness, I've been, I've been at least. I don't know, four or five times this year. Oh, yeah. And I don't know, A24. Just think about that. The two movies that drew me to the theater were A24 movies. Mm-hmm. Ari Aster's follow up to Midsummer, I was hoping would be a return to form, but was not. Dude, then... Man, I told you after Midsummer, I was done with Ari Aster. Okay. But here's the thing <laughs> after Midsummer, it was legitimately my favorite horror movie of all time with hereditary and midsummer so it's like a 50 50 for it for him <laughs> so i was like okay so it's either midsummery or it's hereditary e and and then he you know like it was like a teeter-totter that, that was kind of stalemated and and he put some extra weight on the he's a pretentious dumpster director side now listen he is one hell of a director uh okay he just fair. needs to He's not a, write his i don't call him stuff. a dumpster i call him a dumpster because i cannot stay there there is nothing nothing more frustrating to me than a movie that 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 tr- feels like it's trying so hard to yeah, say well, something yeah, or to yeah. be being it's so it just feels so no and it's not that it's just it's even watching Bo is afraid. I'm like, man, this guy knows how to show a story unfolding, but man, this is not the story we're showing. Like, that's how I felt about it. Just, you know, I, I don't yeah. know that he's, I, I don't know. know. I'm, I'm done with him. I'm done with him, mm, man. He can direct. He... I, I have, it, it's, it's for different reasons. It's, it's kind of becoming a Quentin Tarantino for me. It's like, I, I, will admit i i'm never gonna say that man is not without skill i just have zero desire to see his movies yeah you know i still even though i did not like bo is afraid i'm not done with him yet because of how good he is well i went through about 30 years of, of that with bruce willis so i get it <laughs> i can't quit and shoot you want a man uh yeah. you know and i've i've entered into that phase with nick cage so oh I no, come that. on hey God. first of all i'm the only one in this entire group that never gave up on nick cage and i never will that man well, turns had, out hits after even his bad movies are amazing i had nothing to give up on him with because like in in his early years really the only movie of his that i liked was face off but now like that he's older and he can just do whatever he wants I have yet to watch a Nick Cage movie that I didn't fall in love with his performance. Like I'm I, <laughs> telling you, I I'm have t- been trying to tell you guys. Have you this. watched? Have you watched Renfield yet? No, I I Ooh. have a, a list of movies to watch. That and oh, what's the one you watched? The Sympathy for the Devil. Sympathy for the Devil are are yeah. on my list to watch. I will. Sympathy for the Devil was this. was an all right movie. Uh, Nick Cage was great in it. Renfield's a terrible movie, and Nick Cage is great <laughs> in it. <laughs> Listen, I Renfield would be one I would absolutely watch, and I do this, and I know I need to be more open-minded, but Nicholas Holt mm-hmm. can't do it. Aquafina 
can't do it. I just can't. But Nicolas Cage as right. Dracula. It's the right. best. Right. I don't know, man. I don't know. Um, Aaron, have you seen anything else then? No, it was... Uh, I've just... Uh, I've been binge watching Red Dwarf again for the millionth time. So okay, <laughs> fair enough. I have actually watched quite a bit. I I, I was away uh, all oh week. Oh God! Skip all it. the. I, I'm gonna be quick. To video I'm gonna mumbo be quick. Jumbo. I'm gonna be quick. I was away for a How week. How many so... of them are directed by Jesse V. Johnson? Uh, hashtag zero. <laughs> I wish he came out with a new movie. I would be all over that. But I watched. I I did watch. Uh, Sisu after after last week's episode and I thought it was fine I I it was absolutely implausible but but well made well filmed I, I thought it was fine I watched the River Wild it just came out on Netflix it's a kind of reimagining retelling of the 1994 movie with Meryl Streep and Kevin Bacon this one is it, it does enough to change the story to where I'm. It doesn't feel like a, just a pointless remake, and it is very good at building tension until kind of the ending, where some people make some some suspect decisions. It, it's a relatively smart thriller where things kind of derail in in a natural feeling way. Um, but that one was fun. It was enjoyable. It was fine. And then uh, the B movie action movies that Aaron's hating on. I watched one called The Channel about uh, two brothers that that are bank robbers in the the Irish Channel in New Orleans. And for a low budget action movie, that's one of the more impressive movies I've seen this year. I I dug that one. I won't lie. So if you're into action movies, check out The Channel. That one that one's good. That that's like the gem of the year for me. I I got. I really enjoyed that one. Better or worse than the Super Super Mario Brothers movie? I haven't seen that. Oh, you should. Plus, that's not that can't be a gem. You can't. Are you talking about the new animated one? <laughs> yeah, that's a good movie. It is a good movie. Yeah, and... mostly. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Jack Black nailed it in that movie. Everybody I... in that movie nailed it. Yeah, you're right. You're right. <laughs> I also watched one, and I only bring this up because it. it uh... Well, because I watched it. Anyways, it's a movie called Shrapnel. Uh, the reason I chose it is it has uh, Jason Patrick in it, who I haven't seen in a long while in the movie. And he is much too good for that movie. He's the only reason it's even halfway watchable. It, it's a very low budget kind of action thriller. And it just is a underwritten, poorly written movie, but he just give so much effort into it. It makes it so much more than it should have been, but I, I, I still can't recommend it. You, but it's good you, seeing uh, him. I, he's, he's always been a really good natural actor. I, I like, okay, first him. of all, yes, you're right. Because I think, what was the movie? Narc. We Narc. reviewed. Yeah. And even in that review, I'm like, how the hell was this guy? Not a star after that yeah. movie. Yeah. I, I, he's always been one that's like, same thing with, with the, Oh, I'm, I'm blanking on his name. Rip from Yellowstone. I don't. Boy. I've never seen Yellowstone. Yeah, I haven't seen it either. <laughs> he was, oh, you're talking about Cole Hauser? Hauser, yes. Yeah. Thank you. Okay. That, yeah. that dude. I mean, it, uh, Jason Patrick's a, in the same boat as like, do you? You're just good. How? Why? How? Why are you? 
Why have you not been a, a huge star? But eh, it is what it is. Unfortunately, uh, that I, movie... my second point about Shrapnel uh, is that it has 28 ratings on IMDb. So you and a handful of uh, 30 more idiots have seen that movie. And that's probably all that will ever see it. That's fine. <laughs> It's Jason Patrick. I had to give it a shot. Okay, hold on. Let's see. Uh, Budget $5.35. Yeah. Yeah. Bought a lot of bullets. Man, I'm telling you, these straight to DVD uh, or straight to streaming, I guess now, action movies, they they at least go through a bunch of rounds. Like, that's they're fun to watch. The action scenes in it were fine. It's just they had no story to link them together, so it dragged on, but. Uh, speaking of of probably terrible action movies, Shane, one to ten, how excited are you for Meg Two? Uh, like forty. <laughs> Except I've, I've not been hearing good reviews. I, I'm I'm a big what? No, <laughs> no <laughs> right? way. Know, a giant shark movie starring Jason Statham is getting bad reviews. A, a giant shark movie sequel that nobody wanted, starring Jason Statham. Oh, true. Come on. True. <laughs> Come on. Come on. Uh, and and you know it will be competing with the Flash for worst looking poopy CGI in the history of the world. Uh, there's the no way it can be worse than the Flash. Are we ready to jump into this? Yeah, I guess. Okay, here we go. I'm trying to avoid it. That wasn't that bad. <laughs> we are going to be reviewing the Angry Black Girl and Her Monster. Like I said before, uh, 2023. And not rated. Did this come straight to? Uh, it was a Shutter original. Shutter original. That's right. That's right. Okay. So uh, probably, I mean, yes, rated R. If it was rated, hour and probably 31... it's it's gory enough. Uh, yeah, hour and thirty one minutes long. It classified on IMDb as a drama fantasy horror. The synopsis, according to IMDb, is Vicaria is a brilliant teenager who believes death is a disease that can be cured. After the brutal murder of her brother, she embarks on a dangerous journey to bring him back to life. Uh, which is, yeah, pretty good synopsis. Directed by Bomani J. Story, his feature-length debut. So we'll kind of get into that, what we thought of, I guess, his his technique, his, his directing. He also, he also wrote it. So yes. we'll talk about that as well. Yeah. Stars Chad Coleman, fans of The Walking Dead, would recognize him. Leia DeLeon Hayes is the main character. She hasn't been in anything that I recognize. And then Denzel Whitaker kind of plays a big part as the head gang member, I guess. Give me your first thoughts while I pull up the, the numbers and we'll we'll go into that. So, Matt, you, you chose it. Give me your first thoughts. Yep. Uh, I went in completely blind. I saw... Now, I was looking for like 2023, and you know me, horror movies um, that I could pick for podcast and i saw this one was getting good reviews from both critics and audiences and i have access to shutter so i was like all right i'll give it a watch and it's just it's another one of those where it was like yeah it's okay i thought everybody in the movie did a great job no Um, not everybody unless we're gonna count like the little girl right every (laughs) adult actor in the movie every adult okay okay all right every adult in the movie did a great job the little girl was terrible. We are not about to just take a dump on a little child actor. Okay. Nope. She was horrible. <laughs> we get it. We're not even going to talk about children, it. We can, we can, we can guess that terrible in movies. Yeah. I mean, she was Jake Lloyd. Terrible. Golly. <laughs> yeah. I, I just said, all right, that's it. We're done. We're not, we're not dumping on a child. 
<laughs> um, keep going, man. But the uh I think where the movie suffers the most is the the screenplay. Um it felt really rushed. I think this movie probably would have benefited from like an extra 20 minutes of runtime to just help explain some things because there are a few moments in the movie where it's like stuff just kind of happens with no explanation. Yeah, I have so my I, thoughts on that. We'll get to that when we I I think uh, the writing. Yeah, I think padding it out might have might have benefited, but overall it was fine. I'm not upset that I watched it. Okay. Aaron, you had a different take when you uh, were texting me about this. Yeah, and I'm going <laughs> to start with some positives so that, you know, me always sunny. Yeah. Um it looked really well done, like a almost a real movie. Almost a real movie. <laughs> almost a real movie. <laughs> Damn. Starting out with like the crazy uh, positivity. Yeah, that, that's like a backhanded compliment. This is a, this is almost a real movie, guys. That's how much I liked it. Uh, listen, the guy. A lot of times we look at these movies and there's like eight writers and we say, "Why the hell?" Just that. That's why it was so dumb. You got eight people. This is one where like maybe bring in a few writers to help you out here. Because I disagree. Oh, well, well, we'll do a deep dive into the writing, but just on on a base level, I yeah. If this on is a, his story yeah, and his first vision, thoughts, I hated it mostly. Okay. Um, <laughs> Fair enough. Mm, 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 mm. Yep. I don't want to go right. too negative right off the bat, but man, but we'll get, but we'll like get there. Okay, my my first thoughts, and then we'll get into the numbers. I maybe because Aaron had texted me and and saying this is maybe the worst movie he's ever seen in his whole entire life. I wasn't expecting much. I did not hate it. It definitely has some issues that, that that I would like to talk about. I think despite the issues with the writing, despite the issues with the story and, and, and its message that we can get into, my biggest problem is it's just not very interesting. I I legitimately a fan of Frankenstein. <laughs> well, I mean, I don't know it. We'll get into it. We'll get into it. But my, I, I fought sleep and I don't sleep through movies. I don't. But it was it was tough to get through at an hour and a half. It felt very long, which is why I pushed back hard on your statement that this needs to be longer. This felt way too long as it is. But we'll get into Actually, that. I, I didn't I didn't feel that, but we can talk about it later. Let me uh, be, before we do our deep dive. Let me go through the numbers on IMDb. It's a five out of ten. So. Right in the middle, people are kind of love it or hate it kind of movie, I guess. On Rotten Tomatoes, the critics give it an 85% and a 7.1 out of 10. The audience a little bit higher on the the percentage at 90, significantly higher on the rating with a 9.2 out of 10. Holy cow. Critics consensus. Injecting a classic story with fresh innovation and social relevance, The Angry Black Girl and Her Monster is a thrillingly assured feature debut for writer-director Bomani J. Story. There's a lot to get into with that. Matt, you, where do you want to start? This was your movie. <laughs> what? What? Let's start well, positive. It, what, it, what did you like the most about it? What aspect of it? Um. So the things that I like the most, I mean, for me, again, child actor aside... I thought the performances were all very good. And for this being a, a featured debut, I think he's a, a pretty decent director. Screenwriter, yeah, we'll get into that. But I think yep. he's a pretty decent director overall. Um, so let's let's start with the acting then. 
with the main girl specifically, she, uh, Leia De Leon Hayes, and I hope I said that right. She had to be good because it was she was the central character. She was the the crux of the story and and all the emotional investment. Whether that worked or not wasn't her fault, but I thought she was great. I thought she was fantastic. Yeah, uh, I I don't think she's been in anything before this. I was trying to you know look up all the Did people a lot of on, voice on... acting and and some TV uh, appearances. Oh, some TV work. Okay, yeah, yeah that probably uh, I mean why like I uh, you know Chicago Fire and just you know little gotcha. one episode appearances here and there. Yeah, but no, she was really good, uh, and I would like to see her do more. It's one of those kind of kind of similar to how I was with uh, Anya Taylor Joy in The Witch. I was like, I'll I'll keep my eye on on yeah. this actress because I would love to see her do more stuff. Yeah, she's good. And then the other two who who kind of had bit roles. Really, it was it was Hayes's movie, the main actress. So it was her movie. But two others that had kind of bit roles that are relatively large were Denzel Whitaker as Kango, the, yep. the lead gang member, I guess, and then. Vicaria's father, Donald, played by Chad Coleman, who I both thought were very good in their limited roles. Yeah, uh, they it's definitely um, it's it's her movie. Like we spend almost all of the time with her. And whenever these other two characters are are getting any screen time, she's also there. So it would have been it would have been nice to see. And this is kind of why I I would like the movie to have just even a little, a little bit more in it than, than it did. Cause it's pretty bare bones. Um, but I would have loved to, to get, you know, some one-on-one time with both of these characters to kind of understand their motivations a little bit more. Um, yeah. Cause it's, it's all very surface level what we get. And that's my, I, I have qualms with the characters as they're written. I, and we'll get into that when we get to the writing and, and a deeper dive into the story. But my issues with the characters even if I didn't like a particular way that their character reacted to something or, or what they did, like I said, we'll get into it. It was not the actor that I had or the performance that I had an issue with. Right. So while I was like, okay, that's odd, but they're, they're acting the script. Yeah. Everybody, everybody did the best they could with what they were given. I just think there should have been more to give to them. Right. Aaron, anything to add to any of that? No, I generally agree that they were mostly good. Yeah, I mean, most of the what I hated about this was the writing and what these characters had to do and say, and even the story itself is like, eh, God, golly, yeah, that's going to be our our biggest <laughs> biggest conversation piece. So let's take a short break, and we'll be back and and dive into that because that's that's. That's going to be an interesting conversation. I think we're going to spend quite a bit of time on that because that's the most important aspect, I think, to whether you're going to like this movie or not. Yeah, for sure. Let's take a break and we'll be back with that discussion. All right, we're back. We're going to get into the story. So before we let's not get it, let's don't get into details yet. But overall, what did you or did you not like about the story? Aaron, do you want to go first? Sure. I felt like, you know, in the synopsis, they said socially relevant. 
And I feel like this director had these ideas, well, writer and director, had these ideas that he wanted to put into the story to address what he sees as social issues that should be addressed. And he just threw them all. Yeah. Everything he wanted to talk about, threw it all into here, but didn't have a good way to make it fit. So it's like it felt like anytime these actors, these characters would literally just start spewing these things yeah. to address these issues. And it felt so preachy and so out of touch with the rest of it. I agree 100%. That was my biggest issue. Listen, you want to make a, a, a movie with a message or or something to say socially? That's fine. I have no problem. And I don't even have to agree with that message right. to appreciate it. I don't have any problem with that. But make it relevant to the story. Make the story be part of that message. And this felt like completely disconnected with without just these out-of-nowhere statements and statements that I don't care whether you agree or disagree doesn't matter. These just statements, they come out of nowhere, like, uh, you know, about, uh, for example, Christopher Columbus being a, a, a human trafficker and rapist. I don't care about the message in the, in the sense that whether you agree with it or not, what in the hell does that have <laughs> to do with anything Yeah, in this movie? Anything. There, there are a, uh quite a few moments like that where they just they they throw something in to the dialogue and it's like what for no okay i see what you're saying like Like, what does it have to do with the The drug dealers given lessons on on uh how how the world should work and how he deals drugs because the world doesn't address mental health enough now again whether i agree or disagree listen does the world need more mental health sure in what way is that relevant to anything happening? And in, in this what movie? way does that fit your character? Like, right. how, why is he playing psychologist? Right. Yeah. And, it's in the. So my my biggest thing is you take away those those out of nowhere, completely unrelated, completely out of context within this the even within the individual scenes, and you just look at the story. What is the message of the story? Right. Well, and there and isn't even, one. This is a movie that wants to, to say something. And doesn't it? I mean, it even has the stuff that fits. The stuff that fits doesn't fit because it's a way of, you know because of her. This character, I can't remember her name. Um, like Vicaria, Vicaria. Vicaria. Yeah. There's a there's a scene where they're uh, addressing the topic. Her and her is it her sister in law something like that? Yeah. And she's like, oh, you go to that white school or whatever, whoever she was talking to. So it's, and then it shows her in the classroom is trying to address the issue of how she's treated or how she, as a representation of black students, are treated in the school system. And they try to make her out as some sort of victim, but it's the most absurd thing. Yeah. Like she acts like the worst student. She acts like an asshole. She's an asshole. She is. She is a complete. B and it, it and then her dad's like you're the teacher teach like yeah she was trying to mm-hmm. until your loud mouth can't shut up daughter kept interrupting her you're not the victim yeah that's that's what's that's what was frustrating is is what you're saying which again irrelevant to the story 
But even besides that, what you're saying is not matching up with what I'm, what you're showing me. Like uh, the whole idea, take away all the throwaway lines. I, I, I think at least my takeaway was that this Frankenstein monster type deal, her brother that's brought back from the dead. The, the takeaway kind of is that he, he wasn't born or created or whatever, however you want to say it, a monster. He was turned into one by the people that labeled him as such. And, well, okay, that's and let's not get true. It. It's, first of all, nobody ever called him a monster. He just woke up and started killing people. Right. That's the thing is <laughs> yeah. like, yeah, what, what I'm seeing is, yeah, he's a monster. Like he, he's, yes, he's killing people. So like, and then you can't just turn around and try to make it preachy, like make him the, the, out to be the victim. Like, like it's King Kong or something where he's killed. <laughs> like, like, no, this is not King Kong. This is a dude that like woke up and, and just started being a, a mass murder. Like, yeah, he's. And then here's like, here's the thing that whole 30 minutes before, like she is giving this message of like, oh, he wasn't a monster. Like, lady, you were you were trying to kill him. Yeah. For the last yeah. 40 minutes because he was trying to kill you. <laughs> Right. In what way does your message equate to what you're showing me? It, it, def- it was yeah, all it, completely disconnected. It gets, and, and the it gets funny thing muddled. is, that is the fundamental basis of the original story. Right. That <laughs> yes. this is based on. Yes. Right. That's the thing. Is like you, that message is it's not a new message, and I understand what he's trying to do in in attaching that to to the social issues that he's trying to and how, how African-Americans are perceived as, as monsters in certain areas of life, whether it's uh, interactions with the police officers, whether it's in school, I can buy that, but he, the writer and director did not fuse those in a way that, that worked together or that made any sense. Yeah. Like when you, when you try to, and if it's, it's like the movies telling two stories congruently and doesn't give enough time to either one of them for them to feel like fleshed out developed stories so you just kind of get these muddled ideas that get (laughs) excuse the pun here frankenstein together yeah uh that was my thought too like (laughs) isn't it ironic that this is a frankenstein movie and he's trying to just mash all these things together like a frankenstein but except for the fact that he couldn't bring it to life like <laughs> right Dr. Frankenstein <laughs> yeah it's it's uh it's unfortunate because I see I see what he was going for like I yes. see the ideas yeah I just th- I think that movies like this can go one of two ways and I think a lot of it has to do with probably the I don't know how much money he was given to make this it seemed like his kind of passion project which is probably yeah. why I went through shutter um but like candy man this is not uh well or even even you know because i'm thinking oh god this is so on the nose with what it's trying to say but that shouldn't matter you can be like all of all of uh jordan peele's movies are not subtle that's true but they're done in a way that works that delivers the message and a good movie yeah yeah, for sure. Like I, after watching this, I I found myself thinking, like, man, imagine if Jordan Peele wrote and directed this. <laughs> well, and, uh, and that's the thing is, 
it it might be unfair to compare him to Jordan Peele, but it probably any is. many I shouldn't say any or not all, but many horror is one of the the greatest genres to to use the story as a metaphor or to or or even not a metaphor, just to blatantly come out and and say a message. But what Jordan Peele does and and what the ones that do that well do, they never sacrifice the story or the narrative for the sake of the message. And this did that right so many times. Right. The characters exactly. made decisions or would or or we've already discussed it, would just come out and say things that it's like that this is that's not that's your you wanting to shoehorn your message. That's not what this character would do. That that is not natural to this character at all. Yeah, also, I, I agree hundred uh, percent. Just uh, something that cracked me up in this movie. Maybe he does, but I thought it was painfully obvious that this writer director has no children because the whole time, <laughs> like the whole time that mom's, you know, and it, these are smart people, and she's like, I'd take education serious, and it, and and you know the way she was talking to her son, and and then she's like to her daughter, go practice your ABCs. I'm like, come on, this girl is at least seven or eight i don't think she's yeah (laughs) i don't think she's supposed to be that old but like uh i it just cracked me up every time she sits down in the chair like a b like come on (laughs) (laughs) yeah so i i wanted to get into the the kind of what the character decisions which which rubbed me the wrong way and goes back to the writing and what i said about sacrificing the characters for even sometimes not even for the sake of of the the message it was just sometimes they just it was odd i I mean like Mm -hmm. the 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 kango the the drug dealer the guy that runs this neighborhood for no reason for no no reason that makes sense just towards the end starts to help her and and defend her yeah yeah like what where and that's that's kind of why i was saying like I think there's like 20, 25 minutes missing from the movie because these characters just do like complete one eighties from how they've been acting. The only thing I could think of is that because that character Kang was friends with her brother, the, the creature that she brought back to life was her brother's dead body and other bodies. But there's one line in there where he he was supposed to have some remorse about it. he sent him to go after these guys and he got shot while doing it. And he's like, Oh, I never should have sent him out there. And that right. was it. And but then it, from then on, point, it's like a whole flip of character. And my point is you could have built up that by showing this guy one adding depth to his character and showing mm-hmm. despite her actions or what, what might be going on. He's this hard ass that kind of has a soft spot because of what happened. But at no point did he ever show that. In fact, he was horrible to her, threatened to kill her, all of these things until the story dictated it didn't need to be that way. Yeah. Like, oh, he we we see like two seconds of him taking care of his grandma or something. And then he does like a complete like 180 on his character. And now he's a hero, I guess. He's helping Vicaria. And I don't know. And why? Well, and even it just even the point that he just kind of shows up after getting a, a, yeah. a machete eight inches into his neck. 
Yeah, he was definitely dead. Or or chest or <laughs> shoulder, whatever you want to call it. It was his shoulder. It was non-lethal. No, <laughs> he was still dead. No, let me tell you something. <laughs> Even if it wasn't lethal, he's not about to jump in and start wrestling another guy with that wound. So the other thing, and let me let me preface this with complete honesty. This was one of the times where I was fighting off sleep. So I might have missed something. When the dad found Yeah, okay. Chris, I was gonna bring that up because also, yeah, what at happened that point in the movie, I'm like, what the hell? I was so beyond it. But then I'm like, why is he attacking his dad? Yeah. Why I didn't... did he in, like intentionally seek out his dad to, to kill, kill him? him? But I don't I didn't understand. He's not a monster. Was it because he was called a monster? Like what I don't that didn't I Legitimately yeah, I, thought like shit. Did I doze off for a second? And no, miss you did. You didn't. Because I was just as confused. I was like, why? Why is this happening? And I had I rewinded it so many times because he said something to his dad before he started to try to kill him. I couldn't make it out. I didn't have options for English subtitles on this through Amazon. Oh, really? Time. No. So I'm like, I don't know what this guy just said. It's probably pivotal. It probably adds meaning, but who knows? Can we can we uh uh while we're on the topic of the dad and this goes back to the writing they at the beginning bring up that he might have a drug addiction problem and he's and like then the most it, it literally uh, goes nowhere citizen without any apparent drug addiction issues yeah they like bring up cat like I think Vicario brings up casually when she's talking to her sister-in-law that he's using again but like that's that's it, well, it yeah, they bring it up a lot because she keeps screaming at the drug dealer first of all again she's like oh you gave that poison to my dad and it's like okay here we go again why you're placing the blame in the wrong spot here <laughs> like blame your dad he's doing drugs like, come <laughs> on and then it just doesn't go anywhere it doesn't mean anything. It has no relevance to any of the messages that are trying to be put out there. I don't understand why it was even a thing. It, unless I missed something. There, there were so many things here. It's like, did I miss something? Or is this just out of nowhere? Or no, yeah, un- un- Unfortunately, there are just a lot of moments in the movie where I was just like, what? And then it just keeps going, and I'm like, okay, <laughs> I and guess. It, and it's just throughout, because even even the main character herself, I understand. She's very smart. But is she also like a master electrician and a master engineer, and she has incredible welding abilities to create? And I, I, I find it, hell yeah, did I, she find 1,400 identical bike frames to weld together? That's the, that's the biggest thing that I got hung up on, is like this 17-year-old girl is like Robin Graves stitching bodies together, building this whole elaborate thing. And like, I get that it's not like a great neighborhood, so maybe nobody would notice. She, but like, she dragged her brother's dead body off. That's how the movie started. And nobody was like, "Yeah, she took him in we broad daylight." It, it was broad way. daylight in the middle yeah. of a field. <laughs> but that's not even what like all of that stuff. It's like, yeah, whatever. Like she built this device, or whatever. They said she's smart. I can buy into it. Exactly. Here's yeah. my hang up. That dude got shot in the face. Why would you need any other bodies or body parts to make anything work? It's not like his leg got blown off. You yeah. need to find a leg. He got shot once. And that's the once thing. Like I in the face. Obviously, what? this is made up science, 
But if his brain is just pudding at this point because a <laughs> bullet went through it, even if you brought something back to life, would it even be him? Now, see, and, and that's <laughs> even that I could buy into. But I just kept questioning, like, when the hell is she using these other bodies for? Like, he, he didn't he didn't like step on a landmine. He didn't get to, chopped up as best as I can tell. I think she was only stealing other bodies to sew a new face on to him. And like, she didn't really do anything else with the rest of it. She was like, cut a slab off of innards and stuff in, in a very poorly filmed sequence when she was literally going all mad science, one mad uh, scientist on, on some, I don't know what the hell they were, but I don't know. Nerves, veins, who, who knows? There's one more thing I want to talk about the story that kind of, threw me for a loop and and that I thought maybe I missed something. She is very clearly shown to have no problems with blood and gore and, and, you know, she's chopping up bodies and creating this, this, this thing, her brother, uh, and she succeeds and she has zero fear of this guy. None holds his hand, goes out with him. A scene later, He's outside her window. Granted, she spent time with this person. She knows uh, yeah, what he looks screaming like. She's screaming for she right, and she's just all of a sudden terrified of him. And it's like, what? Well, hold on, lady. You, you, you literally brought this thing to life, and had like you were holding hands with this thing. Why are you now? What? Like, if anything, you're the one calling it a monster. Like, shit, you want to talk about a blow to his ego? Like, you're the one person that's that he knows, and you're sitting there screaming, right? Like you've, like you've seen a monster, and, and and I'm I'm probably projecting what I think happened onto the movie because again, the 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 script just isn't strong enough for me to make a hundred percent sense of it. But I think everything was fine until they were breaking into that car to steal the drugs and the other dude showed up and shot him and then he killed like went and yeah, attacked so that, that guy yeah. and and I think at that point she's like oh I can't I don't have any control here what if he attacks me and then just ran off like that, that which is dumb that's just my best guess I don't know stopped a guy from shooting them alive or dead that's self defense like he was stopped <laughs> Like that's that's not the point in which he turned into a killer. That was the point where he was just protecting her. I don't and stealing the drugs out of the car for what? What was the entire point of of all of that? She was like, "Oh, let me show you what's destroyed." Remember the whole uh, dad yes, was a, I is know, a drug addict. I get that, but <laughs> in in the overall sense of it, why it's it's not what is what are you hoping to accomplish? I yeah, it doesn't make sense. It's, 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 it's a lot of it's a lot of different ideas mishmashed into into a uh, an hour and a half but like these threads don't go anywhere and don't really have any real resolution and nothing makes any damn sense in this movie and it's it's unfortunate because I think with a stronger script this could have like the with the ideas that are there yeah the stronger the script, I think there. this could have been yeah. a very good movie yeah and 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 on a positive note despite the script, it's a really well-made movie. Like the the cinematography, the way the the staging of scenes. That I mean, with the exception of that weird mad scientist scene that was, mm-hmm. like, I don't know what the hell was going. Yeah, on Yeah, that was there, another but... dumb scene. She is obsessed with bringing her. Bro- this is her brother, and she's acting like he's like this. Le- like she would take. 
she would be caring about what she's doing. She wouldn't be like this maniacal, like really yeah. idiotic mad scientist. This is her trying to bring her brother back to life. And and it, that was just a bad writing, yeah, directing and like it's not, decision. She doesn't have that later, in, like at the end of the movie, when she brings her sister-in-law back. That was yeah, that it, was simply because it's like, well, it's Frankenstein, remember? So let's put in this mad scientist scene. Like, okay, like that's uh, that's again where I'm talking. Like you, you have to know your characters and make them make the decisions based off of who they are. If you're writing these characters, you need to know these characters. Yeah, right. You can't just yeah. have them make decisions and and act in ways just that are necessary for what you want to happen or how you want the scene to go. That that's not. That's not how people work. Yeah, but to you know to to bring it into a, a more positive direction, I think uh, I don't know what this movie's budget was. It couldn't have been a lot. Probably very um, low. But I w- I would say the, under ten uh, easily. Yeah, probably. Uh, but the per- the production value was pretty good. Um, Agree. The, the effects were mostly practical. I really enjoyed all of the kills. Uh, there weren't very many, but the ones that were there, I liked them a lot. The they don't really show his face a whole bunch, but when like the few glimpses that you do get to see, like the the monster face was cool. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I agree. I I did have some. For the most part, his work as a director was good. Uh, it, it looked good. It, it was framed well. The lighting was well done. The the feel of of some of the areas like the laboratory and that were, were well done. I didn't like his tendency to anytime there was a kill, he would, he would show, he would show it almost in like quick cuts to the gore. And, and it was this just uh, yeah, oddly... that has to be a budget restrict. Like they, they had to hide things that they. Okay. And, and I don't, that's, of... I agree, but he showed stuff. I mean, I mean, uh, yeah. so specifically let's, uh, there's a scene where a cop gets killed and it's showing her reaction to finding it. And, and it's just cutting a, like a one second cut. To, yeah. To, yeah. To, yeah. Yeah. Back and he did and that constantly where it's just yeah. one second cut back to her, one second cut back to her, one second yeah. cut back to her. And it's like, okay, I don't, I don't but... have an issue with, with hiding the, the violence based on budgetary restraints i have an especially issue with that odd editing. yes because at the end of that sequence when they went cut back and forth and back and forth they, they, they showed finally what, linger on it they showed it and it's yeah. like that's, yeah it looked so it was good just a, it to me <laughs> yeah. that was that was just a poor decision in editing and and, and it, it's because it, later in the movie when he kills that uh that other drug dealer um who macheted the guy Right, like they they show him like taking that machete and shoving it into that dude's face, like they don't cut away from it really. Uh, so it's like that those quick cuts earlier on did feel very. And, and there was there were either there was two or three scenes where it did that, and it would just there was one specifically where it did it on when on her brother, like when she first found him, it, it did that same thing where it cut to the brother, cut to the brother, cut to the brother, and it's like what what is who made that decision? That's a that's a bad decision. Yeah. And the, there, there are some weird editing choices, but for like I said, for the most part, I think it was edited well. I think it was filmed well. I think it looked well. I, it, for the most part, it's a it's a very well 
for Maybe. the most part. There were a few. There was one scene where she's walking outside and it's the strobe light thing going on. Yeah. Yep. That was. And I that couldn't odd. figure out why that. It felt like a choice. Like, oh, this will be artistic. That was that same scene where it would cut to the it, it cut to the cop. I think the dead cop. Maybe I I don't remember. But yeah, there there were a few scenes like that's an odd decision, and I don't mind odd decisions. But I I'm sitting there thinking, what what are you hoping to achieve? What why did you make that decision? And I can't think of a reason. Yeah. Maybe maybe there's something that I missed it. Who knows? But uh, little things like that just kind of threw me off. But overall, like I said, directorial or feature length directorial debut. I, I'm not writing him off as you know this dude can't direct. He he can no. certainly direct. He can certainly yeah. direct. No doubt about it. And yeah, I just wish this is what I say. You know, like bring somebody else in as a writer to help streamline it to help. Even just bounce things off of, say, listen, is this, I want this in here. Does it make sense for these characters to go from here to here? And Because, again, it's like he just took a handful of ideas he wanted and just threw them in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I, I Unfortunately, agree. Yeah. Yeah, I don't. Def- oh, go ahead. I, I don't remember the music. What did either of you? There wasn't really a lot. Okay, because I, I don't. It, if there were it was any, I don't remember it, so I don't know. I can't make it make an opinion on that one way or another. Yeah, there there wasn't and there, and when there was, it was kind of like that generic, like low budget horror movie music. Oh, there is there is one other thing that I that I really didn't understand. It was when she first went into the the abandoned apartment that that this you know so called monster was living in. That was filmed like such a cliche, silly ass horror movie. Yep. <laughs> with like, even with, you know, she would go into one room and then in the background, he just, for some reason, super speeds across into another room. It's like, what the, <laughs> what in the hell is going on? What <laughs> the little, and the little girl who we won't talk about how bad she was, really <laughs> awful, terrible she was. We won't talk about that. That no, little girl, talk about she said, he's behind you. Like, okay, time out. This whole's one inch wide. And I'm in front of it. What do you yeah, mean he's you... behind me? I mean, <laughs> if I were if I were trying to freak somebody out, that's what I would say too. But uh, I just that scene was bad. I, that was that was a really that scene was poorly filmed, poorly constructed. It was that was just a bad scene. Yeah, it it and and in that scene, the monster. I'll the, I'll call just call him that. The monster was. Choking out. No, no, no. If you call him that, you, right, I, okay, you the, made him the monster. The uh the victim that killed many, many people. <laughs> In the, he, uh... after he has a name to say Chris. <laughs> that wasn't okay. Chris. Okay, dead dead Chris. He choked out the, the drug dealer guy. Why didn't he kill him? What what I I thought I missed something there too. What happened there? Why he just kind of let go and ran away for that? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It's, there's the 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 movie is somehow bloated and missing so much crucial stuff at the same time. Like it didn't because you said that it felt way longer than an hour and a half for you. It didn't for me, but the bloat is that there's just so many like 
pointless ideas that are started and then never <laughs> yeah. finished. There's just it, there's so many scenes. It's like how how the hell how the hell do I need more? But can also say I could easily cut out forty minutes of irrelevant you know dialogue scenes. Because, what I... <laughs> because you need more of what matters and less of the preachy filler crap. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. Yeah, I, I, I think. Mean, if it, if if it were more streamlined, um, I think there's a solid movie there. It it just uh, it has the bones. There's no doubt. It has the structures to what could have been a solid movie. It just yeah. wasn't. Nope. And and it's it's unfortunate because like I I love horror because horror is always like a reflection of the era that it's like it it. it Horror has always been like a commentary for the most part, except yeah. for like the generic like slasher, you know, just made for fun movies. Um, and the modern era of horror has told some really great stories, especially you know done with the you know, African American filmmakers. Yeah. Uh, you've got Jordan Peele. Um, I'm blanking on the name, but uh, you know the the Candyman from 2021. Yeah, yeah, I don't remember um, the director, but yeah, that an, another really good one yeah fantastic and this this has the structure to be there it's just the 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 script isn't there yeah i agree i agree i i think we're at a point where we we are going to rate it so matt first or last uh i'll kick it off because i have a feeling it's all going to go downhill from there okay. um <laughs> but so it, with everything that's been said i'm still not upset that i watched it i just i'm i'm left disappointed because i know what could have been um but it's still from a filmmaking perspective uh production value all of that stuff i'm still going to give it a six um but it, it's it could have been so much higher if the script had been better agreed agreed aaron what do you got i'm nowhere, uh, <laughs> I'm nowhere close to that i listen the, the cinematography at points was was what you would hope to see in a movie like this otherwise and it, these could have been the best performers in, in the history of the world. And with what they had to work with, I don't know that it would have mattered. Yeah. I, I disliked it so much because none of it made sense. It, it was too preachy. It just, it just wasn't a good movie. I, I'll give it a three out of 10. Ooh, shoot. That's a, that's a, F. that's honestly, that's, that's a, a F. F. Higher than what I thought you were gonna give. I it. can't fall. Listen for for <laughs> for a woman that has never been a lead actress had to carry a movie. She did a really good job. The I you said he was in The Walking Dead. I've never seen that, but the dad was good. But yeah. what they had to work with was not. Yeah, but yeah. I mean, I, it it felt like it felt like there, this could have been a really good movie, except for what they did like everything every it would have been good if everything was better <laughs> yeah no that's true i'm i'm in between you guys i'm giving it a four and a half which brings our average to a four and a half i i agree there's just there were too many even the good things there were hiccups in mostly the story mostly the writing not great the directing mostly good but had issues not an enjoyable movie, unfortunately. Like we've mentioned, I can you can see the bones. It just did not work. 
Uh, I I did want to. I remembered as as you guys were talking. One more, Matt. You were talking about black horror and how how great that's been. One more, you, you forgot his house. Man, oh, yeah, good movie. from twenty twenty. Yes. That was like I think uh, that was my number one movie from twenty. Still have not seen that. I gotta watch that. That was you. A you great really movie. do. That movie was fantastic. So that's that's it. Four and a half. Unfortunately. I don't mind the shot in the dark. I, I, I appreciate the effort by the director and the writer, but just didn't work. So Aaron, you got a, a quick this or that. Uh, Oh God, at four and a half. Yeah, this should be fun. <laughs> this or demon, which if you remember, we all, all three of us watched that. It was kind of that foreign European movie uh, that I, got possessed at a wedding. I oh, would watch terrible. this again because that movie was super boring. Yeah, it was. Uh, yes. I go this. This or thanks to Matt, Star Wars Episode Three, and that's not even close. <laughs> yeah, I'd watch that all day. Uh, yeah, with 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 rip tracks on, I would watch that. Okay. <laughs> this or Shelley, which was also a kind of an indie. Well, I really liked Shelley. On. I did. I really really liked that movie. I'd, I'd watch, watch this. That. Shane gave it a one and a half. Oh wow! No, I hated that movie. This or Trick, and I that movie sucked, but I trick. absolutely watch it for how <laughs> yeah, Trick is at least hilariously awful. This one's just yeah, boringly yeah. awful. I'd watch Trick again. Um, oh boy, this or Glass? Oof, Glass. I oof, oof. <laughs> yeah, probably Glass. <laughs> Pro- yeah, probably, but man, that movie was. Like- um, let's see. I'm trying to find some that are kind of horror. This or Hocus Pocus. Oh, Hocus Pocus. Yeah, I have to. I'm <sighs> not a big fan of that movie, but that movie sucks. But <laughs> yeah, that's one way to put it. Uh, yeah, I guess probably that. Oh, and God, what a disservice you did to this movie. This or Waterworld, you heathens. Waterworld. <laughs> Thank you. Hey, I wasn't on that review, so you can't. You Waterworld's can't love me into a that. great movie. What were the scores on that? Uh, four, three and a half, five. Even I only gave it a five, but I still, in my heart, it's a ten. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> let's, let's be honest; those those scores are right. But I don't, I don't, <laughs> I don't hate Waterworld. No, uh, I don't either. Those those are one of those scores. It's like, listen, if I want to maintain any credibility, yeah, you have to. Say I gotta it. give this a dumpster <laughs> score, but I love that movie. What? Yeah. What is? Yeah. Anyway, yeah. I'm not gonna get into Waterworld, but yeah, that's it. Four and a half. Uh, it's unfortunate. Yeah, uh, it is. I don't want to be. I want to. Don't want to speak too negatively because a, a few movies I'm looking at are just complete shot in the dark. So uh, you know what? Drop, and you're up next. So drop, am, drop yeah. me. Uh, drop me on a six from this. Drop me down to a five and a half. I've, I've, <laughs> I, I I keep thinking about it, and, and the more I think about it, the more disappointed I get. Well, so I I don't know what that makes our average, but it's below four, four and a half. Three four. There you go. Four point three four. Uh, it's still a, a D, I think. Anyways, don't watch it. Anything yeah, else? It's, that anybody wants to add before we put this to rest. I want to, I want to know how this movie's getting the, f- like on Rotten Tomatoes, like the, love, big the glowing, love. the glowing. I, re- and like, maybe, I, I don't want to, I don't want to sound negative, but are people afraid of speaking badly about this movie because of the so. race issues? I don't it think can't so. Be because what was that? Uh, what was that movie that just got torn apart? Antebellum. That was that was uh, a, yeah. a horror movie a horror, told yeah. from the black perspective. So it 
people just legitimately think this is a good movie and I don't get it. Maybe they're maybe they're doing what I was doing at the start and giving it credit for what it could have been. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that, that that might be. That might be. I Anyways, 85 and 90%, that's crazy. Yeah, we're but it is I mean, really high. We're we're not far off from the IMDb score, so I guess we're we're right in line with that. I I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I I try not to look at I cuz everything on IMDb is between a 5 and a 6. So. Yeah, you're not wrong. <laughs> you're not wrong. Anyways, a- anything else? Nope. Nope. All right, somebody in the show then. Tell your Tell friends. Tell your friends. Okay, bye. Hey guys! Oh, big gulps, huh? All right. Well, see you later. Good day, sir. You're a sir. I said good day. Yeah. See ya. Hasta la vista, baby. This has been the Movie Review Crew podcast. Remember to find us online on your favorite social media apps and go to our website, moviereviewcrew.com. Linger, man. Yeah, totally. Linger. Hardcore.